Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris, where we are still laughing louder, digging deeper, and living larger in the Lord Jesus Christ. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about the Israeli conflict in the apologetic corner, which we've got to come up with a better name. Uh, I'm going to talk about the end times from maybe a very different perspective. But the way this show finds its sea legs, we are now ready to maybe actually have a format. And that format will always start with the main host monologue, which in this case is Emily. Here she is. It's not the granny rant. We have crossed the granny rant off the list of possible titles for that. (laughs) But we got to find something really cool. So part the curtain. Here she comes. Here's Emily. Uh, So a lot of you, I know that I have been praying very recently a lot for the state of Israel and specifically for the city of Jerusalem. Why? Because the scriptures tell us over and over and over again, like hundreds of times the scriptures either tell us flat out pray for the city of Jerusalem or they just allude to the fact that people are praying to God for and about Jerusalem uh, throughout the scriptures. And so it's it's a command. It really mm-hmm. is. And so we've been doing that a lot lately. So the question then befalls us, why? Why do we need to continually pray for the city of Jerusalem? Why does God tell us to do that? Because oftentimes I think we just assume that when we hear pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that we're praying for the Jewish people. And while that is 100% absolutely certainly true, there is so much more to it than just that. And if we have more information, more information we have as to what things are, what's going on over there and how things are over there, the more specifically we can pray and the more earnestly we can pray. For instance, this is this is the one big thing that I just want people to think about. Mm-hmm. The population of Jerusalem is probably a lot more diverse than what most people think it is because obviously Jews make up a little over half, about 60%, and Arabs or Palestinians make up just under half. Okay. Now, Jerusalem, the city itself, is the largest population of both Jews and Arabs in the entire country. That's a lot of people. Okay. So, what you got to think about is there are, of course, uh, Muslim Arabs, but there are also non Muslim Arabs. There are non Jewish Israelis as well as Jewish, Jewish Israelis. There are Christians, both Arab and Jew and Gentile that are over there. And then, of course, there are these smaller groups of like the Armenians and the Druze that we have actually talked about in previous episodes. Um, All these different people groups make up the city of Jerusalem. Now, the Jews that are in Jerusalem, think about it. Before Israel was even a state, Once it was formulated in 48, Jews started coming from all over the world to live there. So we have Jewish people from Eastern countries like Russia, Romania, Czechoslovakia. We have Russians from European countries, obviously, like France, Germany, Poland, the UK. We also have Jewish people from the Americas that have immigrated there, not just the U.S. and Canada, but also South America, like Brazil and Argentina. I mean, a lot of us would love to immigrate there if we could. I know, right? I mean. Uh, Not to mention the Middle Eastern countries where Jews have come from Iran, Syria, Yemen, so on. African countries like South Africa, Ethiopia, Morocco, 
Algeria. The list goes on and on. So point being this, when we talk about the Jews, we are talking about families literally from and related to families from all over the world. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, not even to mention that when we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, there are millions of travelers who are going through that city every single year, and a significant number of them are from places like Nigeria, China. Chris, you and I have witnessed that yeah. when we go to visit lots of huge numbers of Nigerians, Chinese, and people from India who are all going through the city of Jerusalem. So when you're praying for the peace of Jerusalem, you are praying for all those people, all those family, not to mention the United States has like an, almost a million people that visit every single year. So these are the people that you're praying for. And while we are, yes, indeed, praying for the people, for the Jewish people, God's chosen people, God has promised us in his word that in Genesis twenty-two eighteen, that through your dependence, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All the nations of the earth are going to be blessed through the Jewish people because of their obedience. And the Messiah. Right. Now, that's exactly what I was going to get to. <laughs> I was going to get to the point that, yes, he is specifically talking about the fact that the Messiah is going to come through the Jewish people, that mm -hmm. this is the lineage of the Messiah. But it doesn't just end there. It's not like, oh, there's your Messiah. Boom. Done. That's it. No. When God blesses Israel, Chris's phone goes off. <laughs> Every time God blesses I'm, Israel. I have shamed myself. <laughs> Here's Emily. <laughs> when God blesses Israel, by extension, his blessings reach into and impact the entire globe. They really, really do, both figuratively and literally, and the biggest blessing of all, we all acknowledge, is salvation through Jesus Christ. So that's why we're supposed to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Don't get tired of it. Keep praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Even when there seems to be relative peace in Jerusalem, keep praying. Don't grow weary of that, because truly, it's very, 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 very true. All the nations of the world are blessed through her. And so don't give up. Don't get tired of it. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Boom, boom. And so <laughs> that's and, my thought. Okay. I mean, Chris, I know a lot of people are indeed praying for them. And um, you and I have been praying for them. And sometimes it's tiring and you think, is God even hearing but he is. He I, absolutely is. When I'm listening to you talk, what I was thinking of was every tribe, nation, and tongue. Yeah. And so when you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, number one, out of good old-fashioned obedience, but uh, but number two, you realize that that's God's apple of his eye. Yeah. That's and, and he said it's going to be a stumbling block for all the nations until I come back. Right. It has been. Mm -hmm. I mean, that alone should make people go, hmm, there might be something to this whole uh, Holy Scripture kind of thing. Right. You follow what <laughs> exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. So... Uh, I have to interject that we did get actually a couple comments as far as naming my opening monologue. How cool is that? Yeah. We had some people interacting with us. What did they think? Um, uh, I, uh, Emily's Emily Impressions was one of them. I like that because they both start with, uh, you know, a, 
a vowel. A vowel. Emily impressions. Immediately, my brain. This is how this is how ridiculously dim I am. Yeah. Uh, I went. Impressions doesn't start with an e. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like the word Emmanuel, where you can yeah. spell it either yeah, whatever way. Whatever you want. Uh, no, apolog- no apology observations. And I just did exactly what I thought about when I first read that and first said it out loud. It's kind of hard to say. No, no apology, apology observations. observations. Well, you don't have to say it. To say. I'm your Ed McMahon to your Johnny Carson on that bit. So. I know, but my job is to make you look good. So <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. So a couple more have come in, and I'm really excited about that. I, I love the fact that we are starting to hear from people. Yeah. And uh, so go to FreshRoadMedia.com. We got lots of stuff going on, and you can always contact us through there. Well, Emily is you can see it on the screen if you're watching, if you're listening, and you, you probably will have it on whatever podcast you downloaded. Her name is spelled E-M-I-L-E-E. And so the place to send an email, which is the preferred method, but get a hold of us in any path that you want to. We're, we're looking at them all. Um, send it to emily at freshroadmedia.com. Any comment that we're going to talk about today, because I'm going to ask you guys to help us not only name her segment, but the Apologetic Corner I mean, man, that sounds 1970s lame, mm-hmm. you know, public access yeah. TV. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying we're better than that because <laughs> we're probably we're not. We're not real far from that. But uh, the apologetic moment is just a teaching moment to kind of kick off the show before we get into to, to some of the other, you know, basic content. Yes. Um, is that what I'm doing now? Yes. We're going to move on to uh, Chris. You're in. I got to I got to just mention one thing. OK. Uh, your message on Sunday was absolutely phenomenal. Just spectacular. And so I don't know if there's something in there that you just want to kind of capture and dwell on or, you know, flesh out a little bit. Well, I kind of want to make one point off that as far as our apologetic moment. But I want to start with the the shirt that I'm wearing, um, which we bought when we were in Europe like 12, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it fit for like two days. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, large and extra large European sizes, that's kind of like medium and medium and a half that's in America. True. And no, these synthetic jerseys do not shrink when you wash no, them. No, they don't. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, David Beckham was playing for AC Milan, and this was just a cool looking jersey, so I bought it. But the reason I'm wearing it today is for two reasons, is that I felt like I had to lose 30 pounds to be able to put it on again. Mm-hmm. And Friday, I was at 29 pounds down. Nice. And, and then Monday, I was at only 26 pounds down because I had a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> there was lasagna. There were hot tamales. It was a great weekend. Yeah, you and your hot tamales. But the reason yeah. I'm wearing this is because of the uh, sneaker brand name right here. And I want you to say this name out loud, Emily, as Adidas. you know it. Adidas. Adidas. Okay. Yeah. That's my point. Am I saying it wrong? No, you're saying it like every American says it. Okay. But everyone else in the world, yeah. everyone else in the world pronounces it adidas do you know why i don't know because the guy who started the shoe company's name was adidas that's how he pronounces it yeah and so everybody pronounces it adidas but we don't in america we just say adidas and we go on yeah and that has always kind of bugged me and i get the whole football soccer thing you know, because it's football everywhere else in the world, but we had our own football, mm-hmm. you know, and so you got to come up with a different name. So anyway, football, soccer, I get that, that, but there's a, a thing in Christianity that goes along with that, okay. where sometimes we as Americans think that the way we are looking at scripture through our American lens is the only way to look through it. 
In fact, w- there are some people that say when they hear Adidas, they're like, that guy's pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah, the guy who it's named after, he's pronouncing it wrong. He doesn't even know how to pronounce his own name. I will be saying to some Adidas from now on. It actually sounds better. But it is like phonetically for Americans to look at it. That's what they would say. Well, yeah. what I'm saying is, is that if we are living in the end times, then how should end times Christians really be? And I think part of it is going back to authenticity. Mm-hmm. You and I, going back to authenticity, we started for a little while. And in fact, I still catch myself doing it, but it's just, it's difficult. I don't, I don't like, uh, I almost said, I don't like the name Jesus. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I like the name Yeshua and Yeshua. And I, it's just so much more authentic. And when we started using that, it, you know, just saying the name of, you know, Jesus is just so misused in our country. So just in some of my prayer time and some of my dialogue time, Yeshua is kind of, Jesus is the Lord of Lord. Yeshua is the King of Kings. That's kind of the way we went. Am mm-hmm. I making sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the same thing kind of came along with uh, Anesiphorus. Anesiphorus from Second Timothy is not Anesimus from Philemon. I had been reading that passage so flippantly apart from Philemon that I thought for a long time that Onesiphorus, or as some people pronounce it, Onesiphorus, um, but I'm going Onesiphorus because I have to differentiate between Onesimus and Onesiphorus. I thought it was the same dude. Oh, it is not. Okay, They're not okay. even, re- one's a rich merchant and the other one was a, a runaway slave. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... When you get into this deep dive, when you get into the end times study, I always wanted to know, what does an end times Christian really look like? Mm. And I found him, and I found him in 2 Timothy chapter chapter 1, when Paul is talking in, in verses 16 through 18, and he talks about the two guys that totally turned their back on him. Mm. And when you think about it now, Paul, his most successful ministry was in Ephesus, that's Asia. That's where these guys were. And so these were probably church leaders that turned around and just denied everything that he'd done. Right. And Paul's awaiting execution, thinking that probably all of his work was for nothing. And this was the first real big, strong, we're going to kill you if you say you're a Christian persecution, you know, end times. What's what's one of the big themes of the end times? Oh, I'm going to be raptured out, so I don't care. No. Mm. One of the big themes of the end times, if you really look at it, is the fact that the enemy overcomes the saints. Yeah, and we need to endure. Endure. Well, what does that look like? <laughs> and so I did a uh, just a, a deep study on Anesiphorus in that time with Nero and Tigellinus and all of that. And it comes through in my message. I tried to do it storytelling time. I really felt like I... I didn't stick the landing on, on, you know, on, on the, all I did was just try to be faithful in the presentation. God did some stuff with the message, which we've learned. Um, And it's right now at Bibleidiots.com if you want to go listen to it. And I want to, you know, just let you know, when you do reach out to us, it makes a big difference because last week I'm struggling trying to figure out if I'm going to be able to even deliver this message, let alone um, whether I should. And all of a sudden there was a lady in California and she just dropped a comment on the Bible Idiots Facebook page, which gets hardly any traction. There's like 1,500 people there, but I think five people get to see whatever I post. I, right. I'm sure Everything's getting stuffed. Analytics yeah. are just stuffing anything Christian right yeah. now. So uh, anyway, that comment that she made, it was a positive comment about a previous sermon. She said, I'm so happy I found this. And she makes this, this, this little positive comment. Well, I, 
that hit me at like the right moment in time where the sun, moon, and stars are all lined up. And it like overwhelmed me with gratitude that someone would reach out and say, hey, thank you for for encouraging me or thank you for that the Lord's using you in some way. Yeah. That's what end times believers do is they refresh each other. Right. And if you want to know more, you just just on freshroadmedia.com, click on the Bible Idiots podcast. The, the name of the message is called Spine of Steel. Yep. God-given spine of steel. And that's what we're going to need for these last days is yeah. a God-given spine of steel. And the conflict in Israel is something that really um it's different this time. And you know, listen, we're 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 coming from a perspective that we want to tell you. Emily and I want to tell you, look, we've been there. I've been there five times. She's been there four times. We know folks. There were folks that I hadn't seen since 2019. They went through lockdown and all that. And they recognized me. And they a couple of them even knew my name. And now I know part of that is because I'm buddies with Greg Riley, and Greg Riley has a huge presence over there as the head of Maranatha Tours. I get that. But still, some of these folks are just they're near and dear to my heart, and some of them are not Jews, and some of them are not Palestinians. Mm-hmm. They're called Israeli Arabs, and their ancestry comes from like um, one of our one of our guides uh, four years ago. He was an Israeli Arab, had his, an Israeli passport. Um, he his I think his father was from Jordan originally, and his mother's family was from Egypt originally and settled okay. in Georgia, and and then like. Great grandpa then came to Jerusalem. Yeah. So he's fourth generation in Jerusalem as what's called an Israeli Arab now. Right, right. So right. a lot of these people, like in Bethlehem, our friends in Bethlehem, they're they're stuck in the middle. So many of them don't care about the Palestinian Authority or Hamas or Hezbollah. They they want nothing to do with it. They just want to live in peace. Some of them are actually Palestinian Christians. We go to some Palestinian Christians shop every time we're in Bethlehem. Yep. These people don't want Hamas to survive. And they don't have any love for the Jews either because of everything that's gone down. And I call it the ultimate rock in a hard place. And so, Emily, I know you wanted to talk about the Israeli conflict. Yeah. I, I just want you to know, 50 years ago, when Golda Meir was running the show, um, this is a different kind of conflict now. Yeah, the, the, so. the enemy is much deeper, much more embedded. And, yeah. and Israel says, look, we're going to eradicate Hamas. It's yeah. time. And yeah. And I believe that all people would would celebrate. Yeah, that, and the unfortunate so. reality is that when you have leaders like that, innocent people suffer tremendously. We're going to see that on both sides of the uh, racial divide there. And so, again, keep praying for Israel. But Chris, there is one thing that we do see when we go over to Israel, and that is when we see uh, Arabs who come to know the Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and we see Jews who come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a bond there mm-hmm. and there is a unity there. And we see them work side by side together there. And Jesus Christ is what unifies the most diverse polar opposite groups of people possible. That is what happens. The unfortunate reality is it, it doesn't happen a lot. Not yet. And so that's another thing to be praying for the peace of Jerusalem, because Jesus is what brings that divine peace that heals wounds and makes things right again. He is a God of redemption. Um, And so we need to really continue to pray that people come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, regardless of their um, heritage, regardless of where they're from, regardless of their race. Now, 
jump back over here to the United States. And, you know, I'm watching, I'm not really watching the news, but I'm looking to see what um, people are saying about the conflict. And I guess one of the, like, Chris, you said, you said it feels different yeah. than previous it ones. It really does. And, and, and part of it is, okay, Ezekiel 38, 39, uh, Isaiah 17. Watch Russia. Mm-hmm. If Russia, When Russia starts making their move on Israel, then we know, okay, this is really different than it was 50 years ago. Plus, the, the funding that mm-hmm. Hamas has and even Hezbollah has is going to lead to an attack uh, between Iran and, and Israel. And, and so the escalation is going to happen. Right. And, um, you know, our trip in December of 2024 is still on as of right now because it's so far away. We're not going to cancel because you never know how quickly this can Things get tamped do down. change very, very but quickly. But I got a friend going yeah. in March and another one going in May, and both of them got their, their letters this week of, hey, if you want a full refund, take it now because okay. we're probably not going. Okay. Because okay. this one's going to be long and protracted. That's yeah. what I mean by, Right, you know, absolutely. We all want the seven-day war again, you know, or the six-day war. We want it just done, and yeah. it's not going to be that way this right. time. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think so. I, it, it's been, a, it was a huge attack. That's the thing. It, it, it didn't just impact a few. It was... Uh, the victims number in the thousands, and it's um, it's bigger than it has been in the past, number one. Number two, the one thing that I have noticed um, is that globally, internationally, the, the international community at large appears to be supporting Israel right now. And so I'm really glad to see that cities around the world are lighting up their buildings in support of Israel and so on. And that's I'm happy about that. Uh, but I also realize that can change in a heartbeat. You just never know what tomorrow is going to bring. And so looking at the leaders here in the United States or the people that, you know, the powers that be, of course, Biden said that we are going to stand with Israel. Those were his words. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, here we are. How did how did if that's the case, how do we get to where we are right now? Uh, Trump, of course, has come out to say, you know, <laughs> Why, if you love Israel, how can you continue voting for this person who has allowed it to degrade into this situation? And then, of course, Governor DeSantis, he came out uh, and kind of spelled out more specifically what needs to happen, that uh, we cannot be sending money any longer to some of these um, hostile countries, that we need to shut down America's borders because because it's coming in here the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he was just addressing it a little bit more practically, I think. And well, think about this now. Mm-hmm. If you go to Ezekiel 38, 39, you hear what Trump's saying and what DeSantis is saying, what all yeah. these people are saying. I, and, and to be honest with you, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to throw a wet blanket on, on what might happen politically because right, we've right. got to stay engaged in that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, some of y'all need to stay engaged in that. I, I look at a party that can't even elect a speaker. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with whatever you're all doing. Uh, <laughs> I'm focused on the fact that America is either part of the nations, you know, all of the nations that turn their backs. So we become just all this just bleh, whatever about Israel and we turn our back on Israel or and this is probably the more logical. Uh-huh. America's annihilated. Yeah. And so if what does that mean? Well, we've got, you know, Putin with fifty nine hundred nuclear missiles right now, and most of them are pointed at America. And they are led to believe in Russia right now that every American has a Ukrainian flag in their window. Yeah. And so, 
You see, yeah. once keep your eyes on Russia. I'm just saying that's the ticket as Absolutely. far as if this is in fact the end. And yeah. most people look at the fact of global currency, global government, and then watch out for ET. Watch out for that extraterrestrial that's going to come and claim that they uh, that they're God. Yeah. And yeah. and so it's all set up, ready to go. Everybody thought that about Hitler. Yeah. Everybody thought True. that about the 1967 it war. It just I mean, seems it's just, so much more global now, though, than it, it was does. before. It but does. Chris, it, it almost, um, what you're saying, really lends itself to the fact that we really do need to now more than ever get involved with our government leaders because they're, it, we're either going to stand with Israel or we're not. There's no, like, in between. And even uh, Governor, or... Um, uh, Senator Tim Scott, he's running for office. He criticized, I can't pronounce the guy's name real well, Vivek Raswami or whatever, because Vivek or Vivek, he has in the past suggested that we not support Israel as we have in the past and not just have it this ongoing thing. Well, that dude's a known so, faker. I just wish that he would just step off and go away. That's my point. We need to be engaged. We need to be informed and know what's going on. And so pay attention. Uh, like you said, Chris, look up and watch Russia because that's going to be a big thing with them engaged in the Ukraine right now. Um, if they start getting entangled in this as well, that's going to be a big indicator of the fact that what the Bible has prophesied is starting to come to fruition. And so know the word of God, know what it says, know what God has promised, and then watch. And then that's how you'll know uh, God's word is absolutely true and we can trust him. That's so, great. That's all great. Right. That's awesome. All right. All right. Mike Shaw, our news director and our um, uh, host of another FreshRoadMedia.com property, which is called No, uh, I almost said No Apology. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon with, with Mike, Mike Shaw. Shaw. <laughs> so that means Mike has to be raptured first and then he'll come back <laughs> with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesus is coming soon with Mike Shaw. Uh, I want to get an update on that. Plus, we'll play right on way off. Yes. Uh, you're listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, where we laugh louder, dig deeper, and live larger in the Lord Jesus Christ right here on FreshRoadMedia.com. Hey, if you enjoy listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. Welcome back to No Apology with Emily and Chris, where we do laugh louder, dig deeper, and live larger in the Lord Jesus Christ. And bringing in with us into the show right now, Mike Shaw joins us once again. And I got to say, Mike Shaw, welcome back to Iowa. Why, thank you. Yeah, you were off on a little Lewis and Clark trip, I yeah, think. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I went upstream on the Missouri, and then I camped in North Dakota. Yeah. Uh, in a in, in a teepee, and then Sacagawea <laughs> got me to uh, oh she did near Missoula, Montana, nice. where my dad lives. Nice, yeah. So yeah. you got to go visit your dad, and yeah. you were gone for a while. Everybody needs that. I'm that so glad. Great. But you were sharing pictures on Facebook, and yeah. I'm like, it's so beautiful in Montana. Yeah, we didn't think you were coming back. I Montana hope he showed comes off. Back. I know, right? It really did. And it doesn't even amazed. have to try. It oh, just gosh. does. Okay, so we, uh, my dad lives three miles from a mountain range. Yeah. So they got we had a chilly rain. There was snow above six thousand feet. Once the oh. once the clouds parted, snow capped mountains. Yep. I got a rainbow. I got a double sun dog. 
Wow. I got an angel in the clouds. What's an angel in the clouds? So there was uh, light beams coming through the clouds, and I took that picture. Yeah. And then my then my mom zoomed in on it, and then she saw a little angel face and stuff. It was oh, really there. Oh, okay. Um, which I okay. didn't even highlight on Facebook. It was peak fall colors. Okay. We drove up the, the east side of Flathead Lake, which okay. is one of the largest lakes in America. Yeah. Beautiful fall colors. Amazing. Um, and I'm leaving some stuff out. It was yeah. just uh, fantastic. A, weather, a weatherman's dream come true. It was. <laughs> so yeah. are, are you heading up to Punxsutawney then in yeah. the spring? <laughs> Punxsutawney. Let me, let me just say this. Since this is an apologetic show. Yeah. Uh, Punxsutawney, Phil, look it up. It's witchcraft. Yeah. Is it really? It really is. Oh, it wow. Really oh, I, thought is. It was, I thought it was just like no, harmless fun. No, it's witchcraft. Now really? now that you know, you're responsible for it. No. Oh. Yeah, now I got to look yeah. into it myself and yeah. see what, what is going Punks on. I hate I don't hate Punks Italian. He's, hey, he's a tool. On, Ground, on Groundhog Day, do you remember yeah. on the old Chris and Emily show in Arizona, we, we had our own? You, yes, you, we did. Agua uh, Fria Freddy. I was going to ask Shaw if he knew. I was oh, ask I'm sorry. You know, you know who Agua Fria Freddy is? Uh, was he... Um, was he a Gila monster? Uh, no, he. It was a rattlesnake. It was a rattlesnake, rattlesnake in the in the uh, Aquafria River. Yes. Do snakes which see their shadow, or is that yeah. the point? It yeah. was whether the snake. When the, are the snakes going to come out? Is yeah. it going to warm up is, and be is it summer see a again? Shadow? Yeah. And so or, we turned it into Aquafria Freddy yes. instead of uh, Punxsutawney Phil. Right. And that bit actually caught on because so many of our bits don't catch on. People are like, "You guys are dumb." See, you would think. <laughs> I don't remember any of those. You would think okay. with a snake. <laughs> you would funny. think with a snake, people would be yeah. more like. Yeah, yeah, that is witchcraft. But you know, with a groundhog, <laughs> no, no, it's no. like it's hard to connect groundhogs and and voodoo. It's or whatever. the it's the whole heard. German. It's it's really bizarre. Look is it really? It. Yeah. I'm going okay. to do that. I want to really see. Bizarre. I want to see the history. And they're of weird it. hats, and they do. Because uh, you know what I yeah. think of? I think of the verse in Ecclesiastes. I think it's Ecclesiastes, yeah. uh, where it's either Job or Ecclesiastes. Maybe it's Job. Anyway, uh, <laughs> where it says, look to the animals and see what they will teach you. Okay. For which one, who of them does not know what the Lord has done? And so, you know, there's a relationship there between the animals and God. And there are there oftentimes things that we can definitely learn uh from the animals. Before the Emily show. jumps into right on way off, Mike, I want to give you just a, a minute to yep. tell me a little bit about uh, the Israeli conflict from your chair yeah. and what's coming up on uh, Jesus coming soon with Mike Shaw. Anything about this? Uh, so you guys covered it really well. So I'm going to steal all that. And that'll, <laughs> be, that'll be Touché. my next show. So um, no, a lot of that is what uh, are, been, are my thoughts exactly. You know, is this Ezekiel 38, 39 right now? It doesn't look like it. Because Russia takes the lead in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so some things would have to happen for Russia to then take the lead and try to invade. Yeah. Um, I also think about, and I and I, I should know the address. I don't have it on me. Um, but where Damascus is utterly destroyed. Yeah. Isaiah that, 17. Isaiah 17. And, that, and so that's what you were mentioning yeah. earlier. Mm -hmm. yeah. That prophecy has not come true yet. Not um, yet. But I was talking to my daughter about that last night and she was just like, Ugh. Yeah. you know, uh, there's, uh, there's last, only two last, things. Last week, uh, Israel blew up two airstrips yeah. right outside of Damascus. Well, mm -hmm. and they, they've, 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 they've done strikes in Syria before. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the one time I interviewed John Bolton back when uh, back in the day when people liked him uh, <laughs> or the Trump people liked him, um, we, I did an interview with him after Israel had blown up a, a nuclear plant that they uh-huh. were working on with North Korea. Yeah. And no one said a word because right. they had to because otherwise they would have to admit they were working with North Korea. So it was very cool. Okay. But the only two things could lead to uh, Israel or Damascus being utterly destroyed, assuming a nuclear bomb, assuming from Israel would be a chemical attack on Israel or a nuclear attack on Israel. So mm-hmm. um, we're not there yet. Um, you know, Iran, of course, uh, behind Hezbollah, behind Hamas, behind this whole thing. Yep. Iran with their alliances with Russia and also China. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. you think about President Trump and the, the Abrahamic Accords and Israel right. and Saudi Arabia moving forward with yeah. peace. And some people speculating that this attack uh, was in advance of that, trying to thwart that because Iran doesn't want... Iran had the balance of power during the Obama administration. President Trump reversed that, getting yep. rid of ISIS yep. and getting the Arab countries in Israel talking again, mm-hmm. to, and they were willing to talk again to balance out the power of Iran because Iran was increasing its power. Yeah. Now we get the Biden administration... And, and here we are. And, the, and we go yeah. back the other way, supporting Iran, giving them billions of dollars. They 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 froze that six billion. By so the way. that doesn't yeah. matter. They they lifted the sanctions. Iran's been selling oil to China to the tune of fifty billion dollars over the last two and a half years. Wow! So, wow. And so we've been fun, we, we're behind funding all of this. Yep. I mean, we're part of We're that. part of it. We're part right. of the puzzles. So. And that, we that are, was we the, are becoming insignificant yeah. by the hour. It's I just know. the great point that you guys made because President Biden is saying the right thing. President O'Biden? Yeah, is that it, did, yeah. it didn't come yeah. out that yeah. way, okay. yeah. <laughs> Not a mistake. <laughs> I don't know. I, you I heard like it correctly. I like it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't stick it's with better it. than let's go Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, and, nothing's better than let's go Brandon. Honestly, like praying for our leaders, and it's really difficult when they're so... anti against you. Uh, But yeah, that was one of the things I've been praying is, you know, he says this with his mouth Mm -hmm. that they are that he's supporting Israel. And so my prayer is, Lord, don't let him be a liar. Well, look at don't let him be a liar in that one area. Look at our actions so far. And he hasn't reversed those actions. He hasn't condemned Iran. Right, right, right. And so, you know. um, Well, I think that the the, uh, Democrats really kind of tried at the very beginning to start pushing the mantra of uh, ceasefire, ceasefire. And 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 it was like, no, both sides (laughs) of the aisle were just Uh like, don't even go there this time. So. That's uh, a good thing. So I'll Omar, be working on that. Omar is not fit to be in leadership in I this agree. country. And and at some point, the fact that we can't stop her, um, we can't get rid of her. We yeah. can't we can't say, look, you don't belong here anymore. You've you've sinned your way out yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. That is what really is problematic with our country. Yeah, that we is can't where remove we... people that so are here's, just not here's shouldn't part, be there. A big part of that problem is when Emily says, you know, you get the the government you deserve in this country. Mm-hmm. And and I always take offense to that because, you know, you could say things have been stolen. Leadership has been stolen. But then when you look specifically at Omar and other things, it proves Emily's point mm-hmm. because those people are duly elected by the yeah. districts that they're in. Exactly. Well, here's the problem I have with, with like, uh, the country that we have. And that is 
AOC is the biggest lightweight to ever come down oh, yeah. in my in my world. Former bartender. And she auditioned an as an actress for yeah. the role. Right. And then they, yep. they, they and we all know it. It's yeah. just common knowledge. Yeah. They've even done their documentaries where the people that did it are in the documentary saying, yeah, yeah we did this. <laughs> yeah. And we yeah, can't yeah. we can't seem to reverse stop. it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. not only that, but you'd think that this person would become, even if she's in Congress, would become insignificant. No, they keep yeah. propping her up. Propping exactly. Her up. I don't know. Is that just to continue to create the divide in this country? Part of it. Well, I think that there's a big orchestration. There's a lot of orchestration going on behind the scenes that we just don't see. Right. It's hard to encompass it all. There's so many right. people at work and Satan has his minions and God has his people. And, and you have yours. Me and Mike are right here. <laughs> That's right. You're right. saying it right in front of our face. But speaking of AOC, I believe it was the Young Turks that were really yep. connected to and behind yep. her getting elected. Mm-hmm. But think about this now. The founder of Young Turks has now thrown his name into the ring <laughs> to run job. against Biden. Yeah. So it's all orchestrated. They're yeah. all connected. And that's kind of a scary thought to think that, OK, let's just say he does take the nomination that that's who we're actually, you know, because we do have a sector of society who's just going to vote that party yeah. regardless of well, whatever that 2000 meals, whoever gets the Democratic nomination, 2000 meals, meals. And so when yep. Mike, when you just kind of chuckle like that ain't going to happen. Yeah, that's the exact thing. Well, that they did with Trump yeah, at this point yeah, in, in the 2016 election. At this point, everybody Anything's did the possible. same thing with Trump. So, so I don't disagree with that. And you're, you're right about that. And the reason why. So I was shaking my head. It's like, yeah, no, why do you think it's that? not going to be the young Turk guy. But then I thought about we didn't expect Obama to come out of nowhere and the DNC to prop him up over right, Hillary. Right, and that was right. a big surprise to yeah. me. And when they when they get behind someone uh, with the DNC and the media, it's it's going to happen. So yeah. Yeah. well, now you've got big tech and you've got big pharma in right. the mix with and them media. all. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, right. no you media. Know. The media and the Democratic Party, the the bias, the old the old school <laughs> bias days where they were just flat out biased. Uh, that that's George W. Bush days. So yeah. Those are long gone. Right. Long gone. We it's, are it's we are in full blown yeah. manipulation propaganda. Oh. And not only that, but they want to now have. Physical abuse, not just cancel culture abuse to those who stand. There's got to be punishment, sure. a physical yeah. punishment. Sure, but sure. on a happier that note. Leads to, and that, leads to being, <laughs> anyway. and that leads to being end time Christians with spines yes. of steel. Go yeah. to BibleIdiots.com. Yeah. Um, I hate being self-promotion on that, but don't, in the don't last, that. In the last 40, that? Ah, just, you got to get that message out, bro. Yeah. I know. I know. But in the I'll last, okay. for you. Okay. There you go. <laughs> let me, let me try for the fifth time. <laughs> Sorry. Did I interrupt? You guys, no, you guys always tell me I interrupt too much. <laughs> okay. Touche. <laughs> the last 48 hours have proved that I've got to just let God be God. And I, this is who I am. This is what I do. And uh-huh. I'm proud of it yeah. uh, because it honors God. Yeah. And, um, I wish I could be a better orator at times um, and to be a better storyteller than I was on Sunday, but the message went through. And yeah. so that's all that matters. And, and if it's, again, to encourage the kind of people that have reached out to me in the last 48 hours, mm-hmm. it'll probably encourage you too. So Emily, Mike, and I want to tell you, go to BibleIdiots.com or go to FreshRoadMedia.com. Mm-hmm. Click on the Bible Idiots link. It's called um, God Gives Spines of Steel. And man, yeah. we need it for such a time as this. We do. Yeah. Well, let's turn to a new topic. Uh, let's go to... Right on, way off. And this is where I would play sound effects and we would have like a Dave Meffert type voice yeah. coming out. It's time for Right On, Way Off with yeah. Emily Daniels. Yeah, yeah. Emily, yeah, take what's it holding away. that up? <laughs> <laughs> 
That was pretty good. Yeah, it was really good. I've got a few statements, three different statements. And Chris and Mike, you're going to take turns and tell me whether these statements are right on or way off. And I'm doing something a little different. I'm actually going to keep track of whether, you know, I'm going to tell you whether you're right or wrong. Oh, wow. Well, (laughs) that's that's been every every time. It's what I do. It's my spiritual gift. Yes, just living out how God's gifted you. (laughs) I thought opinions couldn't be right or wrong, but uh, apparently I was <laughs> wrong on can. that. They yeah, can. Very that. much so. Just talk to AOC. Oh, You'll find that out very point, quickly. Yeah. All right. Uh, statement number one. Tell me what you think. We'll go to Chris. We'll go to you first. All right. Love. Love is 10% emotion, 20% understanding, and 70% will. Do you think that's right on or way off? Hmm. I'm going to go way off. Ooh, interesting. And, and I'm going to go way off as in I don't know if the percentages are right, but I think that you got the right mix for the for the soup there. You got the right ingredients for the soup. But I think that people like me mm-hmm. way more than 10% emotion. Uh yeah. Yeah, and so if it's like the common denominator like this is just the the, these are the baselines. I would maybe be right on, but I'm going to go way off because I just think there's too many other factors. And that's all I have to say. On that. All right. Very good. Mike Shaw, what do you think? Love love is 10% emotion, 20% understanding, and 70% will. Yeah, way off. Why? Well, same reasons as Chris, really. Yeah. I just want to expound on it maybe a little bit. Yep. Uh, uh, same as Chris. You know, I think yeah. emotion is much higher than that. Yeah. Because emotion fuels the others. And it starts with emotion and, and frankly, physical attraction in most cases. Um, and then from there, you know, commitment is the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Love is a choice mm-hmm. and it's a continual choice. It's also a verb. And so when you have a really good, if we're talking about love in a marriage, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. you know, it's serving each other to keep things going. Okay. But it, that's really hard to do if the emotion's not there. So right. I'm just going to go way off on that. All right. You're both wrong. <laughs> Great. Tell us how how you are okay, right. Okay, so here's yeah. my question: If love is, if you're letting love be based so heavily on emotion, is it really love? Is that accurate? Is it a good way to go? Um, this is just actually a partial quote, and I'm going to read the whole thing, and maybe maybe it will kind of put things into perspective. I thought it was really good. It says, "Christian love." flows out of God's love for you, which is poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit, a la Romans 5, 5. Yet, it is far more than emotion. Christian love is not the victim of your emotions, but the servant of your will. Arguably, love is 10%, uh, love is 10% emotion, 20% understanding, and 70% will. And the reason that I totally agree with this is um, we don't understand a lot of things. In fact, uh, God says, don't even lean on your own understanding. But you do have to, to a certain degree, get the facts and kind of know what you're looking at before you can make a judgment. I think putting emotion into love is can be just as detrimental as putting emotion into anything, into buying a car, you know, your feelings, your heart. It's deceptive. So don't rely on those things. Seventy <laughs> percent will. Do you have gas over there? Ex- excuse you. Excuse I'm agreeing you. with that buzzer, by the way. <laughs> 
but 70% will. And 70% will is thinking in it in the terms that God thinks of it. And then whether you agree with it or not, whether it's comfortable or not, whether you like it or not, you're, you're just going to make it your will. You're going to set your face like Flint and you're going to determine to do what is right and good and true uh, and embrace that and love that because this is what God has said. If I'm not emotionally tied to my car, my life is miserable. <laughs> If I'm nope. not emotionally tied to my wife, my life is No, nope. when you said that, you lost me because I can guarantee you that that's incorrect. Okay. And yeah. Let me tell you something. Okay. And, and this yep. is this is coming from somebody. This, let me give you the credibility as to why I, why I have the right to say this. Okay. For, I don't know, on and off for 10 years, I was a corporate sales trainer and a corporate trainer. Mm -hmm. And we even would do it like independently. But one of the, some of my main clients were car dealers. Mm -hmm. And I did... I created a what they call a walk around where you walk around the car and you're always asking questions and you're feeding off those questions back to the person. Right. And one of the things I would teach people is I would say, listen, everybody wants to think that they're making a rational uh, decision about their car. They, they want to eliminate emotion from it, but that's not humanly possible. Every single person will buy a vehicle based on some emotion. You just during the walk around when you're showing them the trunk space and you're showing mm -hmm. them how the back doors work and you slide them into the driver's seat and you point out where the things are, you're asking questions and you will get what is going to be their emotional trigger. Yeah. And you hear somebody say, Well, I just don't want any emotion to come in it. I want it, I want to use complete reason to make this point. All I have to do is say to that person, you know. If you look at all the safety features on this vehicle, you and you buy this one, that's the one that'll really make you feel like you've made a rational decision. And emotionally, they buy the car. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. And and so, so it, it's no different when when you're dealing with real estate people. I did a couple real estate conventions where I was one of the keynote speakers to teach them. And I mean, I'm like 26 years old. My glasses are the size of small dogs. I don't even know what I'm doing there. And I'm talking to all these people that are 10 years older than me, just sharing these concept, concepts that I learned. And how did I learn them? Because I was the guy on the videotape when I was 23 years old and I had a script and I learned mm -hmm, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we just started putting it into practice. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's always emotion. It's always emotional, always. which is why in the spiritual realm, I fight hard against manipulation because this is an area where you can manipulate emotions. There you go. See, you're just you just made my point for me in that. Um, yeah, you're right about like selling or uh, buying a car and so on. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't say no emotion. It doesn't say eliminate all emotion. There is room for emotion in the whole thing. Ten percent's not high. There, yeah, it, yeah. That's and where so, I think both Mike and um, I stand I think it, I think we do all agree though on this that it is a combination of emotion, uh -huh. understanding, and will. Where does understanding come in? Because I I don't quite understand that one. <laughs> well, that's why you have no love. I, I, <laughs> you're not wrong. I am O and one so far. No, 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 no. We're not talking about. I'm not talking about marital oh, I know, love. That was yeah, just yeah. a joke. Understanding. <laughs> Thanks. Understanding can be in a scenario where, let's just say, you um, come upon a guy beating up another guy, and your inkling is to 
get that guy off, call the cops and have that guy arrested until you find out, until you have the understanding that the guy that was beating up the other guy is because that other guy like tried to steal his kid or something. Right. Now you have understanding and you might and you'll deal with it a little bit differently. Yeah, I'll help the guy beat the other guy up. That now there's a now your love and your affection and your feelings and your emotions are completely miss you know completely redirected because of the understanding that you know what i do agree with that statement and 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 it's coming from this space is but it's it's god directed yes you know it's god inspired and yep and i believe when god's in it just like god's not going to call you to be a missionary wherever yeah um and but if he does he's going to put it on you it's going to be on your heart heart and you're going to want to do it exactly and i believe that would be the same thing with love and then then you can take that emotional on your heart right and not keep it prayed not keep it in your spirit And then you become, I'm going to follow my heart. Okay, so let me ask you. You get what I'm saying? They're two different things. There's always a counterfeit, always a counterfeit. So I wanted to kind of look at the life of Hosea and how he had the prostitute wife. And God kept telling Hosea, you know, go get her. Go get her and bring her back. And I don't think that that was just like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. There had to have been a lot of (laughs) gut-wrenching emotion in the decision that Hosea made mm-hmm. to, yes, that's just, I'm just going to will, that's going to be my will to love my wife in that way right. and not follow the emotional part of it. And so there is definitely room for emotion. Um, emotions are from God as well. Uh, but love cannot be heavily, heavily dictated on emotion because, you know, it it, it can lead you into some error. That's all I have yeah. to say. That yeah. was a long right. one. Let's go to all the right. next the one. Score, the that official score is yeah. Emily won. Minions, nothing. <laughs> on to question number two. Will the minions get on the board? <laughs> Y'all made some really good points, though. I'll, tell, I'll give you that, but uh, I won't give you the points. All right. Okay. Uh, the, the actual fair. points. That's fair. You made points, but you don't get points. Minions okay. don't argue. So. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not running out of here in my Adidas. Question <laughs> Adidas. I like the sound of that, actually. Anyway, go ahead. That sounds better. The Christian grows rich by his losses. He lives by dying and becomes full by being emptied. Mike, what do you think? Do you oh agree with that statement? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, my first reaction is way off, but I think that's right on. Yeah. Um, and I, w- I would just base it a, a little bit on some personal experience. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, I've been through a couple of things and, and specifically about three years ago, I just went through a really tough time and through that brokenness, I know you talked about that last <laughs> week, but <laughs> no. you can say it on okay. occasion. No, it, again, don't, don't, don't take that out of context. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're talking about consumer Christians yeah. who use it as an excuse to justify yeah, continuing habitual sins. You didn't stay there. That's the point. Well, so That's this, the point. This yeah. is the, br- the opposite of that. So yeah. The brokenness was, you know, God revealed my heart to me. There were some things that I really needed to work on. And mm-hmm. through that, I rely more on him. Nice. Mm-hmm. And it was a really big lesson for me. And yeah. I feel like it's opened up some doors, including me coming to Iowa, I think was part of it. Um, and I just really feel God's blessing even more now awesome. um, as a result, just because that relationship's that. closer and I and I went through that. So for that reason, I'm going to go right on. All right. Very good. Chris, what do you think? I don't I don't know what you even said. You okay, said it so fast. Something it. like you're a loser and you're empty. <laughs> yes. That makes you a great Christian. That's, That's right. how I heard that. Uh, it says the Christian grows rich by his losses. He lives by dying and becomes full by being emptied. 
Is that right on or way off? That's right on. Okay. Very I'll go good. to Colossians chapter three, yeah. and uh, you know that's just one off the top of my head. Uh, but the reality is, is that it is the great dichotomy. Yeah. You live by dying to self, mm-hmm. and then when you have losses, they're not even really losses. Although you have emotional, you know, emotions back and forth, back and forth, and then you can get beat down. My message coming up on Sunday, we're going back to the David message, and in First Samuel twenty-seven. Gosh, I'm, I hope I'm right because I don't have any notes in front of me. First uh, Samuel twenty-seven. David makes a horrible decision, mm. and and the title of the message right now is. Uh, smart people making stupid decisions. I don't know if that's a good title or not. <laughs> it's a working title. <laughs> can I, I like it. Can I use the word good. stupid? I mean, that's... Yeah, yeah. God, the Bible does. You okay, can. all right. I, yeah. I didn't Just know. don't say broken. <laughs> <laughs> so there is something about that, but but here's the thing. In that world, when you're dead to self and you've lost and, you know, you have uh, empty, you've been emptied of yourself, Mm -hmm. um, that is what Jesus is talking about. Then you go into the water and baptism out of good old fashioned obedience and you come back out into a new life, right? Mm -hmm. Baptism doesn't save you, but but that's the process is emptying yourself and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit needs room. Okay, there's a little bit too much of you in there. You need to empty yourself of that. <laughs> and you can think about it like that. And keep emptying yourself. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, yeah. and so it, it doesn't make any sense, but there's a peace and a joy that passes all understanding that comes to you. And here's the thing. You'll start to win. Mm. You won't lose everything. You don't, won't lose all the time. But when you start to win, when you can keep your perspective that Jesus is giving you the victory— and then you turn around and give him credit for giving you the victory. Mm. And, you know, there's, there's this all kinds of um, discussions about God's glory. And sometimes God wants us to have a moment of glory here. Yeah. Yep. And he wants us from our empty state to turn around and give it back to him. That's the whole casting crowns mentality when we get to judgment day. Yep. But God also doesn't want us stealing his glory. And so there's a couple different things. But when you win, it's even sweeter mm-hmm. because you know who is doing the winning. Yeah. And when you're losing, sometimes then that can turn into what I call murmuring. And I'm I know that world because I'm the mayor of Murmurtown. You murmur? <laughs> you're a murmurer. I don't even live in Murmurtown. I'm the mayor of Murmurtown sometimes. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I mean my my plans are really good to advance the kingdom and God just says <laughs> No, we have to empty you some more, yeah. buddy boy. <laughs> So I am. What what am I right on? I think you're right on, okay. and I I uh, yeah, that's C.S. Lewis. So okay. bravo, boys! You both get a point because if you would have got that wrong, Emily won. Minions I won. The minions are on the board. You off the show. The <laughs> okay, the last one. No city in the world, not even Athens or Rome, ever played as great a role in the life of a nation for so long a time as Jerusalem has done in the life of the Jewish people. Is that right on or is that way off? Chris, what do you think? That's a thousand percent right on. All right. Very good. Mike, what do you think? You're throwing softballs now. (laughs) Yeah. That's right on. I am. That's a 2,000 years at least. Exactly. Since David. Every synagogue ever uncovered Uh has its face towards Jerusalem, yeah, wherever yeah. it's built yeah. in the, yeah. in the, in the whole, whole world. In the whole yeah. world. Yeah. It, it was Solomon's Jerusalem. prayer if my people we, we got face out, the temple. We prayer. got out yep. compasses one time. Prior to Bible Idiots coming out, we got out compasses one time, and we decided to try to do some fasting and prayer. And uh-huh. we're not those spiritual people, so we're doing it like knuckle-dragger style. Like, you know, I guess we'll cut out potatoes. Is that fasting? No, <laughs> that's not real fasting. <laughs> so part of it was, okay, <laughs> 
biblically, let's yeah. when we would get down to pray, we would face Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, yeah. There's no comparison. So, Jerusalem yeah, yeah. is slam dunk. He's making a new Jerusalem. We're yeah. going to party in the new Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah it's withstanding not just right. the test of time, but the test of eternity. Eternity. Exactly. Yeah. So, any any guesses as to who might have said that, um, Chris? Uh, who said the? Who said the, that? No city in the world, not even Athens or Rome. And Rome was huge. Is this an ancient person or a? Com- uh, uh, no, not an ancient a, person. A Ever common? played as great a role in the life of a nation for so long a time as Jerusalem has done in the life of the Jewish people? Okay, it's, uh, I'm going to go with um, Bob from Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, any guesses? Mike, any guesses? Uh, I want Billy Graham. I don't know. Oh, that's a good guess. I'll, I'll go with Tokyo since you had CSS. Oh, very that good. That's pretty good. Okay, David Ben-Guren is oh. the one that said that. And for people that don't nice. know that name, he was born to Polish Jewish parents, uh-huh. again, from all over the world, right? Yeah. Uh, David Ben-Guren was the first prime minister of Israel. Nice. And the very first, I did not know this, the very first signer of the Israeli Declaration of Independence. Ooh, like he's the style. He's the guy that has the white hair. Kind yeah, of, he's kind on of, the money. It kind of the white hair when you see him getting out of the, the out of the shot. out of the cab or out of the car and walking yeah. up when during the nineteen forty eight May fifteenth thing. Big side. And white when you hair. fly in and out of Tel Aviv, you are flying out of the Ben Gurion yes. airport. Yes. There you go. So, yes. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Final I thoughts. I think that kind of does it does it for our show today, right? I do. I yeah. Do. Mike, any final thoughts? Uh, thank you. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Chris, what do you think? Anything you want to leave with our audience? Before well, I we had something, go? but now if I do, I'm a blowhard after Mike's little short <laughs> response. So no, you're I my co-host. Say, you're my co-host. Let her rip. <laughs> I will say that um, even if this is not the end times, even yeah. if this is not the biblical end times and the rapture being imminent, and say Jesus tarries for 50 to 500 more years, mm-hmm. know that that's not going to be your world. 10 out of 10 still die. We don't know what the future is going to hold, but it's going to be a, 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 a rough time for us. And we're going to, you know, cancel culture is going to take it to the next step for those of us who believe in Christ. It has nothing to do with politics. It's all about light and darkness. That's the battle that's going on. So lift up your face. Your redemption draws near. Live <laughs> like it's your last day because you never know if it's going to be. There you and go. that has been going on for decades yeah. and decades. Yeah. Those of us, those of you who know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're already living eternally now. Yep. So put your heart in heaven where you're going to remain forever there and seek go. his face while he can still be found. That's really I good. love it. I, I love wish it. I'd have said that. Because, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Ditto. Uh, because all this stuff that we're talking about, yeah, it can. it's easy for it to start, you know, your anxiety starts rising, right? Uh, but here's the reality. God has spelled all this out for us in his word. We are watching events unfold. We are having shows where we discuss these things, not to scare you, uh, these things are going to happen no matter how you feel inside. But we say <laughs> these things because we want you to get ready. God wants you to be ready. And how do we get ready? We have our hope in things above, not on the things of this world, not in the things of this world. So do indeed pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Don't tire of that. And look up your redemption draws near. Thanks for listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris. Don't forget, go to freshroadmedia.com. <laughs>